Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Hari Kulsa. I'm here doing my audio blog. In um, my past audio blogs, I've been talking about uh, my journey with my mother and uh, assisted living in hospice and what that was all about and her death and grief and everything after that. But here we are, and I thought, oh, I, these, these audio blogs, they're, they get some information out there. So I decided to continue but change the focus a little bit. And I'm going to start doing healthcare stories from the healthcare front. And that's, this is going to be stories of people of what happens in the healthcare system. Some of them will be my experiences with my clients. Some will be stories that people have told me. And I encourage people to, if you want to have your story told, then email me, call me, write your story, and I'll get it out there. Uh, and it's just the story because the story tells a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of this is going to be just the absurdity of, the healthcare system and what it people through. That's what always amazes me, what it, people go through uh, to get what they need and often end up not getting what they need. You know, I um, as I say, I couldn't make this stuff up. You're going to hear this story, some of these stories, you're going to think, no, 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 this can't be happening. This isn't, you know, she's really making this up. But no, I wish I was making it up. I wish this was a, um, a, a fiction, healthcare fiction. I wish I could say it was healthcare fiction, but unfortunately, so much of the healthcare system is is an incredible nightmare. So, I was thinking about well, how I was going to start this out, and I was thinking about recently a story that sticks in my mind. You know, people always want to talk to me. They say, "What do you do, Hari?" If they don't know me, and I say, "Well, I'm a healthcare advocate, patient advocate, healthcare advocate, and I'm a nurse practitioner." And a lot of, you know, and I say, oh, well, you really need it. And it sort of opens the door to the conversation. It seems that everybody I know has a story. Uh, so, and it's maybe it's not their story. And sometimes they don't even know it's a story. What amazes me is that a lot of time people accept what the healthcare system hands them and just kind of goes about because they don't understand that doesn't have to be that way. And why should they? I know the system. Uh, people like me know the system, and people who have their the wool pulled over their eyes, the ones who are doing the pulling the wool over the eyes, know the system. So the point is that when I hear some of these stories, I, I have to like, uh, like sort of reel myself in, not to go what, you know, because I want to be able to give them pointers and help them understand that it doesn't necessarily have to be that way, and that you have options. So today's story, I'll set it up for you. Uh, I have, and I'm not going to give names unless people want me to. I'm not going to talk about what hospital it is, what doctor it is, what nursing home it is, what state it is, because I don't want anybody, uh, any kind of liability, unless the person wants me to say it, and then I'll decide if it's something that I will actually mention. If it's me, I mean, I would mention it myself. But so this story, I'm talking to a colleague, a um, not a healthcare colleague, but you know, a business person I know that I work with. Um, and 
uh, he he had been helping me with some of the issues with my mother, and I knew that his mother was in uh, in a healthcare facility. She was elderly and and had dementia. So I was. Um, so I said, "Oh, how's your mother? How's she doing?" And he said, "Well, she's doing okay. You know, it's." It's it's what it is, you know, and as we say in assisted living, you know, it is what it is. You you kind of have to monitor it, but, you know, you, you hope that they take care of your loved one. And, and he said, well, she's been having these, uh, you know, UTIs, urinary tract infections. And the urinary tract infections, um, you know, they're... They can cause in the elderly particularly uh, change in personality. They can actually cause sort of a psychosis uh, untreated. And this is what was happening uh, to his mother. And and the mother, and so, and so I said, well, how's it going? What, you know, she said, well, she's had several and it's been an issue and you know, we finally got it on track and they've got some policies in place. And so they're taking care of it. And uh, it seems to be sort of calmed down. I said, yeah, that's a problem. You know, I sort of said, oh, that's a problem in nursing homes and the elderly. We see it a lot. There's, you know, the, a lot of times they don't even treat because it's so common. They just monitor it or they keep put them on low level antibiotic, you know, like uh, back to him once a day or something like that, you know, so there's different ways to handle it, maybe more fluids and it's hard in dementia patients to get them to drink more fluids. So I said, oh, okay. And we sort of were talking about some other things. And, and then I, and then he, um, he came back to me and he said, well, the other thing that's a problem is it's, you know, that, that every time she has a UTI, she kind of acts out and she acts like she'll say things like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to die or, you know, I want to, you know, kill myself. And they have to send her to a psychiatric um, hospital. I went, what? They send her where? Well, they said anytime anybody, you know, threatens suicide or kills them or it might be a threat to somebody else, they have to send them out for treatment. I said, what? And she has dementia? Yeah, well, you know, that's the problem. She's gone for a week and they treat her and she comes back. And I kind of, I I think that was a first for me, you know, and a lot of these stories that I hear are first for me. And I said, she goes, they send her to a psychiatric unit and she's in a locked assisted living dementia unit. Yeah, you know, and for someone to understand what I, you know, I was like, I have never, I didn't say this out loud, but I had never, ever heard that with all my, with all my experience in nursing homes and assisted living, in locked units, in Alzheimer's units, I have never, never run across that. And it, and it, it gave me pause, you know, because you don't, you don't want to say to someone, this is really out there. Because here's the reality. Here's I started thinking about this. I said, well, I said, you know, they really, I very calmly, I said, well, you know, you really don't have to, they don't really have to go. I mean, well, they said, you know, that's the, that's, that's the policy. And I thought, 
whoa, that's the policy for people whose brains are not damaged in any way. Yes. In regular practice, with someone whose cognition is normal, yes, it is important. You do have to send them or at least send them to the ER to be evaluated. But when someone has dementia and their brain is not working, and we know that's the premise by which we start, that they have damage, then when they say things, when a dementia person says things like, I want to kill myself, they usually don't remember five minutes later, and they wouldn't know how to do it if they could, and they don't really always know what they're talking about. I, I mean, you can walk onto a dementia unit, and you kind of probably would hear that line I, a lot. You know, I, I've been on, yeah, I, I want to die, I want to die, kill me now. I remember my um, husband's grandfather sitting in the lobby of my sister-in-law's um, apartment building in Brooklyn, he didn't want to go back to the nursing home, and he had dementia, and he said, kill me now, kill me now, they're trying to kill me, kill me now, you know, and we were just like, wow, stop, you know, but he didn't know what he was talking about, and there was no way that that there's an understanding that they're going to kill themselves. Those policies and procedures are in place for people with normal cognition, not for an Alzheimer's patient or a dementia patient. So then I started thinking, well, what, why would they do this? And honestly, again, I say I have never once heard, never once heard this policy in place in on a dementia unit. Because, it, because you know what? They would never have anybody in their unit. They would never have, their people would always be at the hospital. So what I thought about was, why is this happening? And I thought this is some kind of relation. And I and I, I don't again. I, I'm not I'm not mentioning any place that you know any state any you, that there's some kind of relationship with the psychiatric unit at the at the local hospital. There's a a, a psychiatric at the psychiatric unit and the nursing home for Medicare dollars. That's the only thing I can think about. And I don't say that. Um, and I, I'm not accusing anyone. I'm just saying this is how Medicare dollars get wasted. Because what are you going to do? Treat, give somebody medication? What they're going to do is give more antipsychotic drugs to numb them so they don't say those words. I mean, it, it was appalling to me that 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 they were putting, first of all, they knew that the reason for the psychosis had nothing to do with the real desire for suicide because it was being brought on by a physiological change. Once they treated that, it went away. So that was the medicine to treat the um, the the babble of whatever it was. I want to kill myself. I want you know. I don't want to live anymore. Well, how many? I mean, I have heard. I hear that a lot from my dementia clients or my Alzheimer's. I don't want to live. I I just want to die. You know, and you have to just be cognizant of what you're dealing with, what process you're dealing with. And it just, it, it was very sad. So I tried to, I, I tried to say, well, this isn't necessarily an okay thing that they're doing to your loved one. You don't need, I would put my foot down that they're not to go to any more psychiatric unit. 
there's no reason. There is nothing they can do for someone who has dementia. They can treat them in-house if they feel that they're becoming more agitated. They can be treated. I mean, I I was just so saddened by that this was the policy, that they that the assisted living didn't have somebody. And this is a locked unit, so they know what kind of person they have, that they didn't have some kind of understanding staff, that their response to an individual who has dementia is already, you know, whose family is already stressed, this is what they're going to do. They're going to send them off to a psychiatric hospital and numb them some more. You know, it's it's a reflection on, you know, how how we don't really offer the kind of care to our elderly as they in the aging process. And we don't understand so many caregivers and so many uh, aides and administrators just don't really know how to deal with dementia and Alzheimer's. So if you're ever in a situation, that's my story. A dementia patient who gets worse, who gets, when gets a UTI, becomes psychotic. And then is sent to a you know a psychiatric unit for no reason because they're just talking, you know talking dementia talk as I like to say, and they're not really getting the kind of care they need. So in this situation, I would I would tell. I, I would say to a family member, put your foot down, put your foot down. Call the ombudsperson. Call, uh, you know, uh, speak to the administrators and get a better plan in place. That's my advice. That's my first story. It just stuck with me. I wanted to talk about it because I just couldn't get over how bizarre and how a story I just couldn't make up, even if I tried. Okay, until my next story. If you got a story, send it to me. Heal at healthcarewhisper.com or uh, through Facebook at Hari Kalsa. Uh, goodbye. Till my next story.